0: Thank you for tuning in. I am the Dungeon Maxer, and you are watching The Gaming Show. I have today with me in the studio, Robert, uh, and we're going to just kick it all the way back to basics. We're going to be doing a lot of, like, defining stuff and explaining stuff, mm-hmm. but let's start with, uh, like, what we're going to be talking about. Let's start with talking about what tabletop RPGs are.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tabletop RPGs or tabletop role playing. There games, it is, as of course, uh, you know, everyone else may or may not know them as. Uh, it's essentially a type of play. Is the way that I would. Uh, I suppose it's a game.
0: It. It's well, a gaming system.
1: I- imagine when you were a child and you know you'd be running around on the playground pretending you're you know a wizard or uh, you know the one that I always went to, Of course, was I loved Star Wars, so it was. I you think know, we had
0: a really like deep civil war role play going on in my like middle school it was i think we were studying it at some point and we just got very into it yeah
1: yeah but the idea is you know you know how to play uh i I hope every person knows how to play uh but it, it essentially taps on just yeah that kind of sense of uh group play and group storytelling uh, when you were a kid, you know, you'd pretend you were a knight, you'd pretend you were a wizard, you pretend you're a police officer, you pretend you're a dog. Uh, essentially- and all of these
0: role play games, that's what role play is mm-hmm. at its basis is you are. Playing a role yeah. other than yourself. You're thinking about what would this character do? Yeah. What would I do if I was this character? What are the things that are going on for this character? Yeah. And whether that's in the context of playing it on the playground as kids. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Except instead, you know, instead of, you know, when you go to shoot your magic wand at, you know, your your best friend. Uh, you know, you wouldn't just say, oh, I zapped you with my lightning ray. You would and have now to, you're dead. You would have to roll the dice to see if you actually did. It's essentially just kind of applying rules exactly. to play, which, you know, exactly. I can see how with some people that might actually seem like a like a turnoff. But, you know, once once you have a... I would
0: say it is elevating yeah. that level of creative... Mm-hmm. Role play, that level of playing pretend. It's taking that to the next level. And instead of it being sort of that complete free for all mm. in tabletop games, A, you're kind of limited to the spread of the table, though a lot of mm. folks are doing them online now. And we can talk about that more later. But it is giving you this defined space, it's giving you sort of like boxes that you are putting things into and it's giving you that like, okay, if you do this, here are the ways it could go. And something else that tabletop RPGs have is they usually have a game master. Mm -hmm. And that is the person who is um, in charge of controlling the play. They're not someone who is a character who's playing. They're not playing pretend in the same sense that you would be that wizard on the playground with your magic wand. They're the person who's saying, okay, okay, here's the scene, yeah. here's what's going on, here's what you're trying to do. Okay, tell me what you do, and I'll give you more information for that.
1: Yeah. And for instance, that's actually that's one of the things that initially drew me to playing tabletop RPGs was actually I was kind of the kid on the playground that that the was doing would, that already. Well, they would come up to me and be like what are we playing today and I'd mm-hmm. go, I go I don't know and then I just kind of pull obviously from whatever I had you know whatever movie was hot yeah the time, a lot of Jurassic Park of course back in my day that type of thing uh-huh. but you know they would ask me like well what are we playing what's happening that's so what's interesting that you say that on? because yeah. I
0: just had this like flashback in my brain of oh my gosh like I was doing I was not that but I kept records of everything like no. I wrote down what happened each like episode at recess so that's so funny that i'm like i just i hadn't remembered that until just now yeah
1: see yeah it 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 really does kind of tap into something that uh you know i would say everyone is kind of hardwired for and that's uh, a love of stories people love stories and storytelling yes absolutely and uh you know the the tabletop role-playing you know system kind of allows a a group storytelling led by your narrator and it's
0: collaborative yeah, exactly. Though you have that game master, they're the person who's setting up the scene, but they're not, they're not the narrator. They're not. And, and to be fair, there are some game masters who choose to have more of a foothold and there are some game masters who are a little bit more hands off, um, but they are there to make sure that it's not just, you know, one person killing everybody <laughs> yeah well you know
1: half of the fun though i would say of being a game master is just you know setting it up and seeing what they knock down and what they don't knock down and you
0: know? how everything balances out absolutely. too absolutely and so we talk about game master but some people might be more familiar with the term dungeon master yes of course which is specific to a gaming system called dungeons and dragons well,
1: it is the the end of the 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 grandfather of pretty much every single tabletop RPG. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is a uh, descendant of. I would say it's Dungeons and Dragons
0: for sure. The most expansive mm. and the most like play tested I'll even yeah. I'll even say and and play testing is when you play a game to test it.
1: Yeah. Just uh, just to see how how it works, how it, it doesn't fun? work. Is it fun?
0: Do yes. the rules make sense? Is it fair to everybody? Um but because Dungeons and Dragons has been lo- around for so long, I think we I believe it came out in 1979. Mm-hmm. Um and we are now in 2022. Dungeons and Dragons is the one that I think most people, Dungeons and Dragons, or as we shorten it to D&D, mm-hmm. is what most people are most common with. Mm-hmm. And the person who leads the game of D&D is mm-hmm. going to be called the Dungeon Master.
1: Yeah. And of, and of course, that's also then uh, the kind of image that most people conjure up when they think of a tabletop RPG is they mm-hmm. think, you know... Uh, fantasy orcs knights yeah traditionally it's a lot more fantasy
0: and that's dungeons and dragons is you hear it in the name Mm. dungeons okay great we're going to be involved in castles Mm. and dragons okay great there's a level of fantasy it tells you what it is on the box a little bit uh, but of
1: course it's also so much more encompassing than than just that and
0: and you don't have to flavor it doesn't have to be fantasy Mm -hmm. we use the word flavor to speak to genre and speak to things that are um not like the crunchy numbers and the like the gameplay and the math in the game because there is so much math in these games that's the Mm. other side yes there's a lot of like free role play and free playing pretend but there is also some like some hard numbers a Mm -hmm. little bit Mm -hmm. of arithmetic um yeah, that is that's something that you can make it a fantasy genre. But I feel like with Dungeons and Dragons, you can also lean into other genres. You mm-hmm. can a- apply other genres almost like skins yeah. onto onto the game.
1: Absolutely, uh, just like how um, you know we were saying that Dungeons and Dragons is kind of the the initial starting point. Uh, I liked
0: what you said about how it's like the grandfather game. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I was to say uh, something that came out of that, of course, was GURPS, which was you know generalized. Universe role playing, which allowed people then to GURP, yeah, yeah. to take uh, take that framework or that rule set that was given to us from D and D, and apply it to different scenarios. To you know, if you wanted to Absolutely. make a Mad Max, yeah, a Mad Max tabletop or in a post apocalyptic type one, that was right. at least one of the most common first. GURPS games was, a, I believe, a, a post-apocalyptic type scenario. I
0: mean, who doesn't love to explore that?
1: Well, and also it was coming, it was, uh, GURPS was coming of age in, you know, the 80s Cold War era. So, you know, the-, the I think
0: the apocalypse is very often relevant oh, to yeah, whatever yeah. era. Uh, uh, yeah. But applying it to to a game where you get to play pretend and you get, I mean, I wouldn't want to live- during an actual apocalypse but it's fun to play pretend in a tabletop setting mm-hmm. and have that escapism that is like there is a level of control mm. and you know it's it's very immersive escapism too mm-hmm. i'll say that in when you're reading a book or when you are watching a movie you're kind of like there's a beginning and a middle of and an end mm-hmm. even in a choose your own adventure book it's there's only so much contained in yeah. whatever is in um that book and and dungeons and dragons definitely pulled from that aspect of mm-hmm. the choose your own adventure book and it's it's got a lot of traits that are similar to typical choose your own adventure book so if that's something that someone is familiar with but they want more of the flexibility to try something that the book doesn't even give you the option for Mm. that's where a tabletop game is going to like a tabletop rpg is going to give you more flexibility and more choices for things that you can do because it's kind of like okay well what can your game master think of Mm -hmm. that's that's where you are boxed in that is the that's the limit
1: yeah the 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 limit is is literally the game master's imagination Mm -hmm. uh which i think is of course is what gives you know tabletop rpgs just such a such a wonderful appeal
0: pushes your creativity absolutely um and we were saying before it's very very collaborative because it's not I think sometimes people think of it as the game master versus the players. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not what it is at all. And this is because I think sometimes tabletops can be compared to like video games. Mm -hmm. And obviously in TTRPGs you don't have a screen in front of you. You're not, you're not um, interacting with things that were already generated, Mm -hmm. even in open world video games. Like, all of that content has to be created yeah. by somebody at some point, And there are certain things you just can't do. Mm-hmm. And indeed, there are things, you, you know, that you're not going to be able to do. But I feel like there is there are a lot rather than having like if you think of The Sims or, or mm-hmm. any video game where it pops up with like, OK, here are your choices. You can do yeah. this or this or this or this in Dungeons and Dragons and in other tabletop RPGs, it's kind of it's an open ended question. It's a mm. what do you want to do?
1: Yeah. What what would you it's almost a what would you do exactly. scenario more more than anything. But it's
0: but it's not what would you do. It's what, what would, would your, your character do. Exactly. And that's where that role-play aspect comes in, Absolutely. which is not to say you can't make a character that's no. <laughs> exactly like you. And, and I think that's a really easy and good way to get into tabletop mm-hmm. games. And so let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about how, how did you get started playing TTRPGs?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, would say that I kind of it well it started of course on the playground it was mm-hmm. I was already the kid that everyone would run up to and say hey you know like what game are we playing today and I would you know
0: like make just, up something i would
1: just pull something from either you know whatever movie i had seen recently mm-hmm. or you know whatever
0: um, you're reading whatever's uh, exactly, a hot topic exactly. yeah exactly
1: or you know even more so whatever whatever they were kind of interested in uh in playing uh the game that actually my friends and i would would most commonly play was um Kind of a variation of like Grand Theft Auto, but set within the... Like world of Star Wars, we were more interested in That's being like the seedy cool. underbelly, and you yeah. know, working for the Empire or and the stealing rebels little or, yeah.
0: little ships. Yeah,
1: well, you know, we were we we were stealing the droids with the plans Obviously. to sell them to the highest bidder type. Yeah, of Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And you know, it, it was it was interesting because it was essentially uh, an an older cousin of mine. You know, Sami, because we, of course, we we were playing with our with our Star Wars toys. Um, you know, far after it was not necessarily cool to be doing that, but I essentially <laughs> had a, a cousin who was like you know you could basically just keep doing this but add dice to the equation and you know at least you won't be mocked so mercilessly for having miniatures now
0: well (laughs) and i think adding the dice to the equation Adds a really interesting type of control to Mm -hmm. this to the situation like versus just playing pretend on the playground with miniatures whatever it is you're going to have like a certain level of freedom to do anything you want but then there's also like okay well how do consequences exist if I can just do what I want
1: the dice becomes the decider there's no more sitting back and forth going you know hey I shot you no you didn't yes I did right you know it just essentially eliminates a lot of the uh, I suppose yeah a lot of a lot of the
0: the well and the dice are also they're also telling you how well or poorly Mm -hmm. you do something so the most common die in dungeons and dragons is a d20 Mm -hmm. and that just means the d means it's a die and the 20 tells you how many sides it has on it um and so the d20 has 20 sides it's a 20-sided die Mm -hmm. and with that a one is going to be the worst thing you get. So the closer you are to one or if you land on one, you're going to have a really bad outcome mm-hmm. versus 20 is the best thing you can get. So if you get a 20, that's the best possible outcome mm-hmm. from that scenario. Usually
1: within the game of Dungeons and Dragons that can, however, of course, be flipped. I've seen it flipped in a lot of the the newer ones. For for instance, Motifus, I know uh, they are a game company that is kind of bursting onto the scene now with their own modeled like d20 games but they're handling properties like fallout they're handling properties like dune but they actually have flipped it in a way i think just to frustrate the old school gamers in got it you know
0: so one one
1: is now a success with 20 being your crit fail
0: but either way you've got that kind of like a it's a scale is what it is and instead of you deciding where on the scale it falls you're using the special clickety clackety math rocks to tell you that And to add to the like the dice tell the story as much as you tell the story in, in this world. Um, But yeah, that's a great, that's a great jumping off point Mm -hmm. into, into getting it. So, so tell me more. So you were introduced to Dungeons and Dragons coming from already playing with miniatures and wanting to, you know, add a little bit more to it.
1: Yeah. Well, and then of course, you know, like I had my. Uh, Something that, you know, of course, is kind of becoming uh, a rarity, Uh, you know, I had my my flagship uh, store. You know, my my store was called Gauntlet Games. It was you know, like
0: your your gaming store. It was our
1: gaming store. Yeah. You know, it was where all the like Warhammer people were hanging mm-hmm. out. It's where all the Magic well, the Gathering and they still kids exist were at too. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's the I, I feel like there is we're losing them though. Uh, unfortunately, especially the little you know more independent run ones. We're we're definitely losing, and those are kind of the most. I don't important know. I
0: ones. think they're coming. At least where I live, they're coming back a little. bit well Yeah, bit.
1: yeah. Yeah. And and, and they're, was, and they're definitely think, aided by things like the popularity uh, that Stranger Things has brought back to exactly. the series itself. So
0: the Netflix show Stranger Things uh, showed Dungeons and Dragons in the first season and a little bit in the second season. And then they kind of veered away for it. And then in this most recent, what are we on? Four? Yeah. 4. In season 4 of Stranger Things, they bring back Dungeons and Dragons in a big way mm-hmm. because that's set in 1986. So it's been, you know, a couple of years since it's been out. And I mean, you have to remember, it's it's funky for me because I'm like uh, that that cusp millennial yeah. and younger generation. I grew up in the age of the internet and yeah. as the internet was like becoming big and becoming a thing it has completely changed the way the game is no. played but when i think back to pre-internet days like yeah. not pre-computer days because people had computers but it was not the way that we have computers now at yeah. all
1: and i feel like i was kind of right on the end of well not the end i suppose the well
0: things moved from that analog tabletop yeah to TVs, to computers, to handheld devices like Game Boys and Switches and, and all of those different things. And now I think we are kind of seeing a little bit, I think in part, it's coming from the generalized nostalgia mm. for simpler times. Yeah. Um, but in part, like there is this demand for that tangibility, mm. that, that aspect of something that you can feel and that you can see that doesn't exist in, in a, in a video game. Yeah. Like there's, you can. In Dungeons and Dragons, you can usually see the reason why something works or why it doesn't. And mm. it gives you more information on how to problem solve. Yeah. And that's true with other uh, TTRPGs. I'm, I might switch back and forth between saying D&D and TTRPGs, um, though they are not interchangeable. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is a TTRPG but not all TTRPGs yeah. are Dungeons and Dragons exactly. just to la- make sure that we have that laid out. Um you were saying though that you were you were coming up in that sort of that cuspy area that like mid to late 90s when things were moving a lot more towards you know the age of the internet. Yeah,
1: it was interesting. Well, it was like you know, I was I was there when everything was was shifting over, but at the same time, I kind of at least still had to, still had, still got to have the kind of uh, childhood that is depicted in Stranger Things. Like,
0: well, you see it in Stranger Things. You also see it in some. Uh, so there are other shows that show Dungeons and Dragons. No. There's, if you remember Freaks and Geeks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Love loved that show. No. Um, and I know we've seen it. It's definitely been in other shows but i think dungeons and dragons until very recently mm-hmm. was very much seen as like this is for weird kids this is for nerds this is for the kids who are in the av club the and have indoor no friends children yes. as i like to call them
1: <laughs> the indoor children
0: yeah they're staying inside during lunch yeah
1: yeah they they, they want to read during recess but yeah no and that's fine yeah absolutely absolutely it is but you know this is this is a way for 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 people Going back to just yeah, just the entire identity behind you know a tabletop role playing game is is the idea too of kind of forging this little community, this mm-hmm. little uh, band of
0: it's heroes a collaboration or, or,
1: or miscreants or, yeah. or whatever your your group happens to be to come together and in to... Dungeons
0: and Dragons we call them a party
1: exactly, which is very fun. Yeah, but they come together to creatively problem solved. Exactly. Uh, you know, things as simple as how do you get the cat out of the tree or as big as, you know, the Schrodinger kind of question, is the cat alive or dead in the box type of thing. Well, like and even, it, uh, it, it runs uh, such, a, such a gamut of, mm-hmm. of That's issues. That's exactly the word I was going to yeah, use. That you that you – Well, it
0: can. It can run from every, everything to, oh, uh, you need to follow a map like just follow the map it's telling you exactly what to do to haha you're in a little fantasy town where there's a whole geopolitical situation and you and your group are the people who are expected to solve it and mm-hmm. figure it out and no matter what you do there's going to be some kind of consequence for it like and however much you feel like giving and getting from the game you are able to and mm-hmm. that's very valuable to me and I think that's why people Keep flocking to these things and staying with these things because we are seeing another upsurge in the popularity. There's an
1: accessibility to, I think, tabletop RPGs now that was not necessarily available beforehand. Absolutely. Because you have a lot of people now already understand at least the idea of a role playing game, of the idea of you are playing a character in this different type of world. Because, for instance, they've played The Sims where you are, you know, playing a kind of
0: a bunch of characters, blank, yeah.
1: boring palette of a person, but something that you can do whatever you want, wherever you, mm-hmm. you you just have to make the choices to do so. That's very much exactly what a, mm-hmm. a role playing game is, is. It's just kind of this canvas that is waiting for you to make your choices. It is a world that reacts to the player in a dynamic way that even the you know biggest open world video game can't necessarily react to. Because sure, you because know, you
0: can't predict what anyone is going to do at any given time and that is the that's the benefit of playing with a game master or a dungeon master because a person is able to react in a very different way than like a computer would be able to react
1: well and the computer itself too is very limiting and it's finite well it's limited in in what your options are i think Mm -hmm. as you were kind of saying earlier you know uh in just using, of course, Grand Theft Auto, because that's kind of one of the most accessible like role-playing games, I think, that
0: Grand people Theft are Auto, most familiar gonna, with. I'll explain it out. I've never played Grand Theft Auto, so let me say what I think I know about yeah. it, and you can tell me. In Grand Theft Auto, you're like a funky little guy in a city, mm-hmm. and you're trying to steal cars and drive them places Mm -hmm. and maybe do jobs and sometimes you can paint the cars yeah and that's the whole game
1: grand theft auto at least in the world of video games is kind of the gold standard for a role-playing game not necessarily the main game itself grand theft auto online it's you know a massively multiplayer online game. And that's an an MMO MMO. RPG, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the idea is- But it's still
0: got that RPG. Yes. And
1: and the idea is that you have, you know, all of these customizations, all of these things. But the one thing that, you know, Grand Theft Auto say can't do is as you're walking down the street, sure you have all of these wonderful NPCs, you can't grab one of them. NPC, what's that? An NPC is a non-playable character. They are a character that exists within the game world, but it is not necessarily a character that is controlled by the player. Those are called or
0: a person at all,
1: or well, they. Once again, it depends. If in it's a video, video game, game, it's going to be controlled by the yeah. AI, which is just the game master for the video game right. itself. Um, yeah, in fact, that's almost one of the best ways to describe uh, a game master, uh, at least using the terms of a video game. They are the internal computer that processes all of the math that you don't consider when you are driving a car in a video game or asking that person a a question. But the idea is that um, you know, a video game, even for as giant and as, as expansive as a game as Grand Theft Auto could be, with its options and choices, and you can customize your character to look like this or be this character, or if, you know.
0: Right, or have this voice or wear yeah. these clothes or but whatever. But I can't
1: grab a character in Grand Theft Auto off the street and, and ask them, them the what their story you. is. Yeah. 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 You, or, or, you know, ask them, uh, you know, have you read a good book today? These seem like really, really kind of mundane things things but they are the type of of
0: it's what makes it feel more it gets you a little more buy-in i like to talk about buy-in from characters a lot because when i i mean we're both people who dungeon master Mm -hmm. and game master games um and when i'm a dungeon master in dungeons and dragons uh it's so important to me to get my players buy in and mm. say, what's important to you. And I'm going to make the game fit that. And mm. you don't get that in a video game. You can't yeah. be like, um, hello, Nintendo. I would really like, I mean, you can, but nothing's going to happen unless you're very, very famous <laughs> or important <laughs> or you do it yourself. But in, dungeons and dragons and with that like human connection i can go talk to my players i can either in the game or one-on-one and say what are you seeing for this character what do you want to happen for this character Mm -hmm. and then i can build that into the game as it as it goes along because something else that we haven't even talked about is that a lot of uh dungeons and dragons games and a lot of ttrpgs in general are these games that like last weeks and months and years Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they have this part of the reason that i think the games have this staying power is that people can be in game like i would believe that there are people who have been in the same game since 1970 well not not one not the first edition of dungeons and dragons (laughs) because it was very easy to die in that but maybe like since the 80s or at least the 90s there are people who've been playing in the same game in the same universe for years Absolutely. for decades I, I mean
1: you know going back to the the flagship store that i got my start in i guarantee you that if i go and you know push the door open to gauntlet games i'm going to see probably the same four guys who sold me my first copy of D D when i went in there the first time and they're probably going to be playing their same characters it 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 forges this kind of bond
0: uh absolutely between
1: people that that i well, i think is also is also left behind but
0: then again and that's what i love so yeah. much about this all so we have to wrap up we only have about a minute left gotcha. um any final thoughts on on anything we've talked about
1: um you know i think uh that there is it's great to see that there is a a Stigma kind of being removed from uh, yes from tabletop games. Uh, it's
0: cool that they're becoming cool, and we yeah. want to encourage that and keep that happening. Yeah,
1: and it's it's weird being, I suppose, an old dork like I am because I'm like, wait, what do you mean everybody likes comic books and and Star Wars and D and D is cool again? Like, I feel like I'm I'm being
0: it's nostalgia in the best way.
1: Uh, like I'm being tricked almost. Like, <laughs> no, this th- this is a simulation. You guys are messing with me. But no, I think that. That uh, there is such a wealth of of games and such a wealth of storytelling that can come from these games that I think it's it's something that everyone should uh, try at least, you know, once because it's
0: it's invaluable. Well, thank you so much, Rob. uh, And thank you for tuning in to the gaming show. Uh, We're so happy to have you and go out and play.